Howdy. Emptiness, Despair, and Bortles, episode number four. We're already here. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. I'm Brian McLaughlin. I'm Andrew Guzman. Episode number four. Emptiness, despair, and Bortles. No. No. Episode four. That was a really good Star Wars film. Have you seen Star Wars yet? Tomorrow. (laughs) I think you said that last week. I have bought the tickets. Ooh. We are going to see it tomorrow. 6.45 p.m. Gateway Cinema in Wenatchee, Washington. Nice. I can't, VIP. I can't wait to finally be able to talk about everybody who dies. So, uh, Wild Card Weekend is in the books. First weekend of the playoffs. It the was wild. Em- it was wild. The emptiness and despair comes from the fact that both Andrew and I, our teams, weren't there. It felt a little strange for the Seahawks not to be in the playoffs. I'm sure it didn't feel strange at all for the pl- Cowboys. They're used to that. <laughs> Funny. But it probably did feel strange, right? It was weird. Or disappointing. It, yeah, it just sucked. Kind of sucked. Nothing to look forward to. You got to watch Blake Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> your point oh that's amazing football so (laughs) this week we're going to recap all those games we're going to go over some nfl stories uh some team news from each of our teams uh we'll preview this next weekend's playoff games because there's some good ones out there divisional round is yeah it is here and we're gonna i'm gonna watch all of it uh we're sitting here we got our pike kilt lifter scotch style ruby ales from the pike brewing company in seattle they're delicious. What do you think? Love it. It's amazing. Mine's so, gone. I need another one. Holy crap. We better get him another one, and then we'll get right on to it, shall we? All right, but first things first, we got to remind everybody where they can hear us now one more time. Did you get your memo from Steve? Oh, you didn't hear Steve quit. What? Yeah. Did you not get that memo? No. No. Oh, he was mad that we both picked LA, and he's an Atlanta oh, fan. Oh, he's a Falcons fan. So he left us? Yeah, he's gone. Well, who's back there now? We have Richard. Oh, Richard. Welcome, sir. Everyone give a round of applause for Richard. Oh, yay. Um, Where's my coffee, Richard? Go get it. Uh, So real quick, yes, we're uh, on Stitcher. I don't know if anybody took advantage of that and listened to the podcast that way for episode three. I did. Andrew did. Oh, yeah. That's where he came up with the buttery smooth thing because apparently it sounds... What was that? Buttery smooth. Oh, yes. So just real quick, we're going to recap what Stitcher is and... uh, why we're so happy to be a part of it while we wait for the iTunes thing to come through one day. (laughs) So um, you can hear our show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. You can listen anywhere. Keyword there is free. It is free as can be. Uh, Listen anywhere, anytime. Uh, Stitcher is an award-winning free app and lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover others from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. Uh, you can create custom playlists. How many shows were there to discover? 20,000. Wow, that's a lot. Can they rate and review us on Stitcher? Sure can. Oh, excellent. Is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> no downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. It is available on iOS, Android, those Nook things, and the iPads. <laughs> Definitely available on I w- the iPads. And just to clarify, I was incorrect. I do not have a Nook. Oh, you... We have one somewhere here if you'd like to borrow one. (laughs) Anyway, let's get this show on the road. All right. Wild Card Weekend was somewhat wild, I believe. Tame. Was tame? Was tame card a thing? Yes, it is. It is. Excellent. Uh, So the weekend kicked off with Tennessee at uh what they like to claim is the loudest stadium in the nfl kansas city you might have something to say about that it's uh it's not very loud obviously not loud enough i don't think uh (laughs) tennessee went in there and actually won it was a good game i thought so um the (laughs) Mariota's touchdown pass to himself was probably one of the coolest things i've seen in football that i don't think that they were saying that hadn't happened in uh, twenty years, at least, yeah, if not more. No, it was a that was a great play. Um, I mean, Andy Reid struggles. I had a stat here: uh, lost the last six playoff games at home. That's the Chiefs in general, not just Andy Reid. Um, so really, that place isn't that special. I mean, I hold a little bit of a grudge because you know I think my stadium's pretty loud. Hot take. Hot, Hot take. 
So a lot of things went down in that game. Uh, Kelsey got hurt. That was a nasty concussion. He got his bell rung. He got his bell rung hard. What do you think about this? Is it that he is the MVP of that team, or do they just not have any other pieces so that once he was gone, they couldn't do anything else? Because that's kind of what it looked like. Is it they, are they just under talented? Or With is, Andy Reid's West Coast offense, yeah, the tight end is really important, and when he's not there, they kind of fall apart. But on the flip side of that, they really don't have a big threat at wide receiver. Cream Hunt is their wide receiver, you know, out of the backfield. He's a great playmaker, but they don't have a big target, you know, for Alex Smith. Uh, speaking of Alex Smith, is this his? Was that his last game in Kansas City? What do you think? There's another, yeah. there's another team we'll talk about later that might need him. Yeah, I I think <laughs> can he? Leave? I think he's done, and I think they moved to Patrick Patrick Mahomes next year. Yeah, I can see that. There's going to be some teams out there that are going to want Alex Smith. So, fun fact: uh, my first Seattle experience, Ooh. if you could call it that. Um, was his rookie year when he was with San Francisco. And I went and watched a preseason game. So, now you know that. Sometimes I forget that he was in San Francisco. My brain goes right to the Kaepernick funness, debacle. if you want to call it. Yeah, it was kind of a debacle. That whole thing. We've talked about that. That was a disaster all by itself. So, uh, so yeah, the Chiefs had a 21-3 to halftime lead. You thought, all right, well, Kansas City's got this. And then, like they tend to do, uh, they collapsed. And Marcus Mariota and the Titans came back 19 unanswered points. Kansas City offense stalled. And in the end, 22-21, Tennessee wins and moves on. And they get to play New England. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, I mean, congratulations, Tennessee. Now you get to go play I'm, ha- I'm happy New for England. Tennessee. That's my, that's my pet cat. Well, Malarkey gets to keep his job now. So that's kind of cool. That's neat. That's pretty neat. All right. So next we had... The Atlanta Falcons down to LA. They had like a that was the biggest crowd I've seen down there all year. I think that was just the thing to do that night. I don't know if there were very <laughs> very many football fans there, but it was full. Yeah, it was, and that's nice to see. But the just off the bat, LA one of the top scoring offenses in the league. They get held to thirteen points, and they did they did not look good at all. Now, what do you think that is? Was that give you a couple options? Atlanta's defense, or because these are the two things that were talked about, the Rams inexperienced because they're such a young team. They got the young coach and they've got no playoff experience. They didn't have experience throughout the season, and look what they did. I think that's all Atlanta's secondary and their defense. That defense was flying around, kind of looked like Seattle's defense. Yeah, they kind of did. Of old. Well, what's weird when I watch Atlanta this season, they don't seem to have last year on their run, they, the offense was unbelievable, and it feels like they're more of a defensive team this season like they flipped in one season yeah i mean they still obviously have the offense but i mean the defense is what let them down obviously in the super bowl maybe they're able to gain just enough now or if they were to have that rematch they wouldn't give up a 28 to 3 lead people in atlanta are furious right now oh so sorry falcon fans. especially after last night with the uh you know oh gosh. national championship that was the uh well yeah did you watch the the uh, national consolation prize game <laughs> you must be rooting for ucf i am yeah yeah no, that was congratulations to the alabama uh, crimson tide you got you won second place yay for you <laughs> so moving on <laughs> moving on next game buffalo at jacksonville <laughs> <laughs> that game i didn't even watch it i'm gonna be honest with everybody right now and i'm glad that i didn't i had a busy weekend it was hard to get down and watch every single game but then i kept keeping track of this and uh <laughs> blake bortles what? jacksonville would be terrifying if they had a good quarterback their defense is insane they they remind me so much of the 2013 seahawks in their defense obviously not in the offense but <laughs> in, in their defense they're scary and the fact that they are where they are with blake bortles as their quarterback blows my mind can you imagine I mean, you go through the quarterbacks that are going to be probably available. Alex Smith, that guy, he would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning, that Possibly. guy, he'd make a difference. Reunite with Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Probably could go through all the quarterbacks that might be looking for jobs. And Mark Sanchez. Mar- I would take Mark Sanchez over Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles showed he can't make the most basic throws to his wide-open receivers without screwing it up. It blows my mind, though 
Brian, if I if I'm going to bring up this painful memory, how did he light up Seattle's defense? Well, well, see, and that's the thing. That's the weird ones. He had a really good game that day. He was just on that day. He was. I mean, well, yes, he was. Our defense struggled for sure, but they did that a lot during the season. But he actually had a really. If you look at his numbers in that game, they actually were really good. If you were to go back and look at the season and go, "Ooh, we let that one get away," that's not one of the ones we let get away. We got dominated in that game by Blake freaking Bortles, which made me even more upset that that was a loss. So, but the final score in that Jacksonville Buffalo game was ten to three. Woo! That's a thriller. Oh God, uh, Tyrod Taylor is he gonna is he the future there in Buffalo or is I mean is that experiment over? Yeah, I think the Tyrod Taylor thing is um, that I, wasn't that I think that was uh, Rex's guy. Yeah. Rex Ryan's. I think they move on from him. Yeah. I think that he shows flashes of being like Russell Wilson, and that's what they were going for when they grabbed him. Compared to Russell Wilson. Well, that's what he's been compared to his entire career is Russell Wilson. And but he doesn't he shows flashes of it. Don't worry. I think every quarterback is like Russell Wilson. Is he short? Is he short? You mean like Drew Brees? Is he married to Seattle? What a weird segue. <laughs> Speaking of Drew Brees, yeah, what was that last game that you didn't watch? That would be <laughs> New Orleans at Carolina. Ah, why didn't you watch this game? This was the best game of the weekend. You better have a good excuse. You weren't seeing Star Wars, so that's not a good one. No comment. Okay, so, <laughs> so um, actually, we have it's replaying on the TV right now as we're as we're recording this podcast. I was not sad to see my you know favorite quarterback, Cammy Newton, go down. Who was replaced by Dak as the Oiko Yogurt Man. Oh, really? Correct. And people were pissed. Really? Yeah. It's yogurt. It's the Cowboys. Ah, Cowboys can't do anything fun. Sorry, Danon. I digress. (laughs) This game was... I watched the whole thing. It was very easily the most entertaining game of the whole weekend. I was telling you earlier how it's pretty easy to see what Carolina did wrong. They put all of their effort and focus on stopping New Orleans run game that they forgot that Drew Brees, as short as he is, mm-hmm. is one of the most accurate passers in NFL history. When he when he is on, he I mean he'll light anybody up. Anybody. Just as I mean right up there, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, Drew Brees is awesome. He threw for almost three hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns. Didn't break a sweat. And I mean the game ended up being thirty one twenty six, but if you're watching it it didn't really feel all that close besides a couple of big plays like the one that we just watched there. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Cam had his, his concussion issue. Well, was it a concussion? Did he get poked in the eye? Did he get what happened? We don't know, but he got rocked. He got rocked is what it looked like. So, um, so that's wild card weekend. Any Goals. of those games surprise you as far as who came out on top or who lost? I think right off the bat, the Kansas City, Tennessee game. I, I thought for sure that Kansas City had the advantage at home that and they just on paper and everything else and what you watch they just had to been the better team tennessee snuck into the playoffs and yet kansas city came out and just collapsed in that second half so that one surprised me i wasn't really too surprised by well i guess the rams performance was kind of surprising i was hoping more from them would you say that was shocking was a shocking uh no because you know it's the rams i'm glad they're out <laughs> that the Rams, that one did really surprise me a lot. I thought they were gonna I thought that was gonna be the high scoring game. Yeah. Not so much Carolina New Orleans. I could see that. I thought that was gonna be the high scoring game, but you know, and that was a good game, but even though I picked Tennessee, it still did surprise me that they were able to come back at Kansas City and, you know, knock them out. So all of that leads to and we'll go in, into these games in a little more depth later, but the Falcons are gonna take a trip to Philadelphia and play the Eagles. Titans move on to New England and play the Patriots. The uh, Jacksonville Shaguars. How do you say that? Jacksonville. Well, I was thinking more of the Jaguars part. Sackwires. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. It's Saxonville. Oh, Saxonville. That's right. They got that nickname now. Isn't that cute? That's cute. Jaguars go to Pittsburgh and play the Steelers, and the Saints make a trip to Minnesota. Minnesota. To play the Vikings there in Minnesota. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll talk about it a little School. bit later. Let's let's move on to the biggest stories in the NFL that we found at least a little bit interesting this week. All right, so it's NFL news time. We're gonna there's trouble in paradise. There's some Patriots drama with that. 
uh, some concussion protocol talk. And Gruden is back. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But first, we're going to go to New England, and there is some drama brewing out there. In Foxborough. Foxborough. Um, so a story came out by ESPN the magazine um, about some interesting things happening in New England, and it's not as peachy as we all thought it was. Between the big three, you'd say? Yeah. Brady, so, Belichick, and Kraft? Yeah. Yeah. So did you see the game where Brady went off on... McDaniel? Yeah. Yeah. Just went off on him. Oh, yeah. Lit him up. But he's a competitor. He's a, he's a competitor. Yes. If Dez is doing it, oh, no, he's a distraction. Yeah. But I digress. So apparently between all three of them, there's been some serious disagreements on the future of the franchise in the quarterback position. Shocking. And we all thought the Garoppolo trade was weird. And um, apparently Belichick actually did not want to trade Garoppolo. As you see, is is, you know. 6 and 0 in San Francisco. I think he's 7 and 0 as a starter overall in his career, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's 5 and 0 down there in San Francisco. I thought it was 6. I think it's 5. 5. Okay, five. 5. It's one of those numbers. So, Brady and Robert Kraft have gotten really really close over the last few months and Brady's had some private meetings with him about oh. wanting to play longer and I don't see that. He could not be successful that much longer well have you seen the the guerrero his trainer thing he be- that i whole, won't get into that but he believes into the whole kind of homeopathic right you know turning tom brady into a hippie yes right granola ah some of that drama comes from belichick not wanting guerrero in the complex mm-hmm. which he kicked him out yep that was last week yep but all of that ties together into some of this drama and so Brady has his meeting with Kraft. Then all of a sudden, Belichick goes and meets with Kraft, and it's like a all-day meeting. And they come out of it, and Belichick makes a little texty message to Shanahan and trades Jimmy Graps. Wow. So now the question is: the Guerrero stuff started back in September. Started mm-hmm. back then. And the and I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh. the the one thing with the Guerrero that I did hear about was a lot of it was, you know, that's Brady's guy. And some of the stuff that was coming out was a player would get injured. He'd go to the trainer, the medical staff. They would tell him one thing. And Guerrero was allowed, you know, in the facility, in the offices, everything. He had basically full access, even though he wasn't employed by New right. England. Player player would get hurt, go to the medical staff. They would tell him one thing. He would go, the player would go to Guerrero or in passing. And Guerrero would be like, well, you know, no, or maybe try that, you know, whatever. And that was just competing against the medical staff and what they believed, and that was causing some rift in the the you know the organization as well. There's literally an entire it's called the TB12 method. Mm. <laughs> it's you, if if any of you have not re, uh, read this piece, go to ESPN.com, go to ESPN the magazine and read it. It is the details and everything that's going on and all these different sources that they have is it's. It's crazy what's happening. Seems pretty legit. Yeah, it's what's happening internally and... Fire and fury. Yeah. And so then it makes you wonder, okay, so how much of this era in New England is left? Because, I mean, like you just said, Brady being able to play... He's already 40. Yeah. Right. And he's starting to... He may claim that he's not, but he's starting to show that age in some aspects of his game, which has been irritating belichick because belichick is one of the ones that kind of wanted to start as he always has been he's no a perfectionist player, yeah no player's ever safe under the belichick system when you start you're done yep he cuts you he but gone. brady is safe so he's a golden boy who, well yeah but so okay so in your opinion who stays Kraft obviously owns a team he's not going anywhere but if Kraft has to make a decision between tom brady and he's got belichick saying i want to move on does that mean belichick get shown the door or does Kraft have to have a little heart to heart with tommy i mean i don't know they don't have anybody waiting in the wings so i would say Kraft probably stick with brady so uh, sorry bill yeah sorry bill so it's it's a really interesting story and it's now going to weigh on the playoffs because they're about to start their playoff run um they came out in a statement and said that 
the three have never gotten along better and they're fine and this is this is all nonsense but see what happens when you lose yeah people are going to be paying more attention the cameras they already are most of the time but they're definitely going to be on brady more in these games and i'm interested to see what happens because it takes a lot of the attention off of my seahawks and their drama i like it boo hiss <laughs> boo. plus you know tom brady and the patriots they're the devil you ready to move on <laughs> all right so we had some more concussion issues pop up over the wild card weekend a couple bells get rung yeah um some big hits what do you think did cam newton get a concussion or is he telling the truth I he poked me in the eye yeah he with the way he got hit he's he's got a concussion yeah he's concussed he claims that he was getting back down in the field to make sure that you know the timeout and all that stuff was uh, he got hit hard his, his eyes were wandering he looked lost yeah he looked off that whole game, so maybe he, someone hit him really hard before the game. I don't know. <laughs> you would say that. I would say that. I love him. What are you talking about? Uh, Kelsey in the Kansas City game, that was the one that scared me the most. That was a helmet to helmet. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the way that his team tried to help him up, and he's wobbling, and he can't stand, and he's got that look in his eye where he literally is just like, I don't know where I am, man. Like That, that was a scary one for me um did it seem like this year or maybe it was just the the big name players and was it was the reason why but does it seem like this year even though they're trying to make the game safer was there more concussions it seemed like this year than there has been i felt like there certainly was or was it just more everyone's paying attention to him so just the coverage and they're they always call out oh he might have a concussion or he's got a concussion he's going into the protocol all that stuff because it seemed like every week there was more and more ones that you know you had tom savage in houston basically fencing which when you have a concussion and you get you know your brain gets rocked so hard you fence which you know your arms go up and you don't have any control you're basically having a seizure you had you know him you had kelsey this past weekend cam you had you know russell wilson earlier this year um oh the the big one earlier in the year was uh joe flacco yep so i think that there's more eyes on it and people are looking for it more well and you've got the nfl officials like so many it's such a focus but then at the same time because it's such a focus now the question especially after this weekend it came up again is it is it being done correctly because the game is going to get it's getting faster every year these guys are getting bigger and stronger every year it's still a violent game and protocols like russell wilson and the way that what happened there earlier in the season where they totally screwed that all up cam this weekend totally screwed that up is it something that needs to be looked at and do they need to go even deeper but how do you do that yeah i mean that's it's their brain that the, the it, it's the most important part you tear an acl great but go concuss- see the doc yeah he'll give you a graft or use your hamstrings and you're back up in a year concussions are scary and it'll, it carries with you the rest of your life yeah and the one thing as far as concussions go that really bothers me, though, is if a player, doesn't matter if he's you know, the center, left tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, it doesn't matter if they have a concussion. Fan, as far as fans go, if, they're, if they miss multiple weeks, people, I mean, people, and it's bad on Twitter, people will just rip these guys apart. Yeah. Oh, they're not they playing. They can't do anything about it. So David Irving, the defensive lineman for Dallas, he got a concussion about four weeks, uh, four weeks prior to week seventeen. It didn't seem like a bad one. You didn't see him get his bell rung, but he got concussed. He was confused, couldn't put together sentences. He actually got into an accident. No, oh, jeez. He didn't. He had just kind of rolled through a stop sign and hit the truck in front of him. He had no idea what he was doing. He didn't know where he was. Why was he driving? <laughs> so concussion. I mean, concussions yeah. are serious. Your brain is rattling inside your head and i think the fear is can't like cam is a perfect example they're trying to win a playoff game so the team is gonna try and fudge it a little bit because they want to win the game and their quarterback especially in a position like the quarterback right gives them the best chance to do that so that's what i think that people are freaking out about because are these teams going to be honest and get that player out of there the seahawks didn't do it with russell wilson 
totally messed that up. Cam Newton just happened to him. But what do you do? I, I don't know. I mean, as far as preventing it, I don't know how much you could do, but giant helmets. <laughs> <laughs> like when you use the cheat code on Madden. Yeah. Or NFL Blitz. The, I mean, big old giant oh, helmets. Yeah. We're talking huge helmets. Huge. <laughs> um, as far as bubble wrap when someone does seem like they have well either they do have a concussion or they've got concussion symptoms you know does the nfl pass a rule or anything where it's just you're out like take them out no chance going back in no matter what no matter what i think that their policy that i think they started in november where now they have to go back to the locker room they can't just be in that medical tent tent. yeah they've got to go back to the locker room get a full evaluation Uh, i think that helps but again that depends on the team doctors getting that NFL official down there right away to keep them from pushing them back out on the field. Yeah. Cause these are competitive guys. If they're with it enough, that's, I mean, Russell ran back on the field because he was with it enough that he mm-hmm. was like, I'm playing Yeah. cam same way. Well, cam just, you know, I don't know what he wants to do <laughs> playing. I'm not sure that's what cam's doing, but, but in Wilson's situation in, in Seattle's, you know, as the organization, basically what it boils down to is they paid a hundred grand for a win. You ask, 31 other gms in the league would you get would you pay a hundred thousand dollars for a win they're all going to say yes absolutely and that is also scary i don't like that either so it'll be interesting to see this offseason they're going to make changes uh, we'll see what they do let's move on all right finally monday night football is not going to be the same anymore which is a good thing for some maybe bad for other We'll were, you not, were you not a Gruden fan on Monday not, Night Football? No, not that's, so much. I feel like that's the minority opinion. Like, I feel like people loved him on Monday Night Football. No, no. Interesting. No. Interesting. But I don't really like Monday Night Football as a whole anyway. Just, I feel like that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. <laughs> I'm learning things about you here. Uh, so Look for that in uh, episode 25. Yeah, way down the road. When we're in the middle of summer and we have nothing else to talk about. We'll come back to Monday but, Football. But we'll keep going. But John Gruden, John 10 Gruden, years. $100 million. What was uh, that number again? $100 million. Good Lord. For 10 years at the Oakland Raiders. and For two well, for years. For two years in Oakland, and then he's going to go to Las Vegas. Maybe that's why he wanted to do it. He Vegas. seems like a Las Vegas guy. He seems like he would have a little bit of fun in the casinos. Uh, so the press conference was today and um (laughs) mark davis started the press conference with uh today is a big effing deal um of course he's got that haircut that that pumpkin pie air cutted freak (laughs) where do you think he does he have an actual does he do it himself because i i i know i can't imagine he he is very eccentric like his dad was right so Al Davis always wore so he always wore a white tracksuit. Right. Didn't matter if it I was remember. twenty degrees or hundred and fifteen in Texas when they would go down for training camp in Texas. He, white tracksuit. Interested to see where this goes. He would have a he Al Davis had a big office, you know, with the, the Lombardis, everything. He sat and did his work on a little chair with a, like a dinner table, an old dinner table or uh, like a TV tray. Yeah. And that's where he would do all of his work. What does that have to do with his haircut? I'm no, I'm talking about Al Davis. I know. Okay, then you got Mark. Right. He always wears sweats. Right. He drives an old van. Yes. Rickety van. <laughs> and I, I, I want to say I'm like ninety two point seven percent sure he goes to supercuts. <laughs> and just I, he gets the mark. I just his hair. I know we're sidetracked here, but every time I watch a press conference or I see him up in the owner's suite. <laughs> I just hit that hair. I someone that has that much money, you can't hire a he just stylist. Doesn't care, you, like you whatever. Can't, you can't hire someone to be like, "Hey, fix this." Like, <laughs> why? It it's so bad. And then Gruden gets in there, and he's almost got the same haircut. Gruden has this weird like part thing going, and like brushed to the side. Surprised he didn't have a corona. In his oh hand. my gosh! But uh, so. I mean, what do you think about this hire? I mean, it's 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 interesting. He hasn't he didn't leave the NFL on really good terms. So, but he's been waiting for the right opportunity. He claims to get he, back. Yeah, in. he wanted. He loves Oakland. He wanted to go back to Oakland. Um, his last game was the Tuck Rule game. 
and the start of the Patriots, you know, run. Yep. But 10 years is a long time for a head coach, just especially one who hasn't coached for a while, like, okay, 10 years, 100 mil. But as far as a, an actual hire, I it, he will be good as far as return on investment, though. If he doesn't get him to the playoffs, I would say this year, this coming year, because they were a playoff team last year. If he doesn't at least get him to the playoffs and then maybe Super Bowl by year three, it might be looking like a yeah, I don't rough know. deal. I don't know how much of the contract is guaranteed, but like any NFL coach, he may have. I think the crazy thing is that to start off, he's getting a 10 year, $100 million contract and not like a three year deal. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. And then we'll give you an extension. Uh, he has not coached since 2008, and since his Super Bowl win in 2002, he f- has an under 500 record and hasn't even won a playoff game since he won that Super Bowl. So and it was six years after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, he's going to be calling the plays. He's got yeah. He's going to be calling the plays. He's got good pieces in place. He does. He's got Derek Carr, and I. They were one of those teams that you and I looked at a few episodes ago and talked about how they kind of they just had a really disappointing year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at one preseason, it was like Dallas and Oakland. Yep, that would be a cool Super Bowl. Um, so they've got the pieces are there. I don't know if Marshawn's going to come back or not, but he's never actually met Marshawn. He's actually very excited. He said he always requested uh, pre-show meetings or pre-game meetings with him, and of course, Marshawn would never yeah. comply. Um, so now he, you know, I would be excited to meet Marshawn. Yeah, so that'll be I like cool. him. I like him too. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. All right. That's it for the NFL news of the week. We're going to move on to the biggest news story for each of our teams. Here we go. All right, so this is a podcast that's focused on the Cowboys and the Seahawks as well as the NFL. So let's get back to our teams. Andrew, what's a big story this week? For the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go with Dez. Ooh, Dez Bryant. So there's been a lot of talk with Dez as far as his down year. And just kind of overall since he signed his big contract, he's just kind of been teetering down just a little bit. But this year, especially, everyone was wanting to – I mean, Cowherd said it too. Dez won't be here next year or won't be in Dallas next year. That's just trying to get – that's a ratings grab. I believe everything Cowherd says. Good for you. So <laughs> – Moving back down to reality. Oh, yes. There was a story that came out um, a couple days ago, actually, that said, very unpopular opinion, but they said, extend as now. How many years does he have left? He's got three years left, I believe. Extend him now? Extend him now and bring down his base salary. Dez is still, he's still, he's still a weapon. If there's people out there that want to say he's not a true number one wide receiver, okay, his numbers may not show it, but defenses still put a bracket coverage on him. He's still he's still a threat, especially when everything is clicking. You got Zeke back there, you know. You got Terrence Williams on the other side, Cole Beasley, Jason Witten. You know, the whole cast and crew are there, and they're all playing well. But what Dallas needs to do, at least this year, is we've got Demarcus Lawrence, who's a free agent. They need to re-sign him. They also need to get Zach Martin done. So you extend Des now and bring down his base salary, and then that gives you a little bit of wiggle room to sign those two free agents and possibly keep anthony hitchens who's also a free agent this year um but a lot of people it's kind of mind-blowing to me how many people want to just boot him out is it just an attitude thing with him though or is it are they is it like like the seahawks most fans just want to michael bennett get out just because his attitude thing it's not about his see with everything else with des it's 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 not though. That's the crazy thing. Every, I mean, the way he so like I said earlier with Tom Brady, Tom Brady can yell at Josh McDaniels. I mean, just light him up, and everyone. Oh, yeah, he's a competitor, whatever. Yeah. Des, he's not even really lighting up anybody. He's just really passionate about what he's saying. He, I mean, he's not tearing someone down. He's saying like, you know, we got this, that kind of thing. And from the outside perspective, you know, that's all you see is just him yelling. Well when you listen to what he's saying or when you read what people were, um, what people were writing that they heard when he was saying it's totally different. But I mean, now he's a, he's one of the, one of the best red zone targets there is. Do you, and we've talked about this before, but is there a, just a 
between him and Dak? Is there a, some sort of issue there? Not personally or anything no, else, just yeah. like a not not um, issue wise. Just they they haven't they haven't had that Romo Bryant connection. They haven't gotten comfortable. They don't know like with Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson, right? And that's as soon as Wilson escapes the pocket, Doug knows exactly where to go. Des doesn't have that yet. It, they're and actually Dak doesn't have that with really anybody. Maybe besides Witten, but you know, Witten's a Hall of Fame tight end. He knows where to be. You know, at all times, I think that was a, definitely a big struggle this year, and why Des had a down year. Um, he did have did have some drops, was injured, um, admitted. You know, at points in some games, there was things that he was thinking about that were you know bothering him. So I, you know that had part of it too, but definitely not having that connection with Dak. I mean, that's huge. It, but that's like with Russell, that's up three years. Yeah, and Dak's so, going into year three. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that could magically happen this next season. And the and the thing since, you know, the year before Dez signed his big extension, he had like 16 TDs. That was a Romo-led, I mean, almost 100% passing offense. Right. And then in 2014, we had the shift with DeMarco Murray to start running the ball. And now it's a full, full run first offense. And Dez is perfectly okay with that. A lot of people think, oh, he's crying because he's not getting the ball. He doesn't even he didn't care about that. He's care he cares about winning. As long as as long as maybe he gets a ball or two a game, you know, no big deal. But as winning is the you know the bottom line. Since you guys are so close, and I know you text, we do. Our birthdays are very close. Awesome. You guys send each other cards. Mm-hmm. That's cute. But since you text, gut feeling. Is he, is he a cowboy next year? I he's going to be one that will retire a cowboy. It's a bold prediction. And if we wanted to, we could do a full episode on Dez and his, I mean, his upbringing, his no, I could just everything. I, I would just be able to sit here and that's one of those stories that kind of beers. It's one of those stories that blows your mind when you actually look into Dez and how how he grew up, everything he's been through, and then the person he's become and player he's become since coming in the league. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. It could have gone the opposite way. So I think it's interesting because from an out being an outsider like me and not being a Cowboys fan, I see what the media, the national media portray mm-hmm. him as, which is the big whining crybaby. Yep. I'm not getting the ball. And then to talk to somebody who's a big Dallas fan who pays more attention to the insides of Dallas, listens to Dallas podcasts, you know, does all that stuff. But it's the same for like players like me, like Richard Sherman. Yeah, like exactly. I see him differently than the national audience does. So, and that's actually a really good comparison. And as far as, how they're portrayed in, you know, in the media. No, Dez, I definitely see as one that, you know, he wants to be a cowboy for life. And I think, I think the Joneses will give that to him, but see what happens next year. And on that, let's bring it back up to Washington. How about the Seahawks? Where'd you find this week? Well, there's not a ton happening in the coaching staff or anything else really, but an interesting story did pop up just today that the Seahawks have a chance to play one of their games this upcoming season in london Ooh, across the pond Ugh. i just get to wake up at 7 a.m and start watching start watching football i don't think i've actually watched one london game it is pretty weird and Uh, just the just the time so they're going to announce it thursday uh they're going to announce the annual london series um and seattle is one of six teams that have yet to play in london since the league started playing games there in 2007. So you've got the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Titans, Packers, Houston Texans, and the Panthers. I can't believe it's been that long since they've been playing games in London. Right, and I feel 2007. Like, God, I don't feel like I've watched any. <laughs> so I don't think that's a good thing. What about the Mexico games? Uh, I've watched a couple of those, but again, they'll start at more primetime normal hours nine o'clock i gotta get up and i gotta have my coffee i can't just like roll out of bed like roll into a seahawks jersey and just be like yay let's go some fan you are it's just i need my coffee man we've (laughs) discussed this um so i guess they want to try and get the six teams that haven't done it over there to do it oakland apparently is set to play over there as a home team and one of the road games the seahawks have in 2018 is against the raiders so maybe Seahawks versus Raiders in London. We get to see a little Gruden. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd get up and watch that. I'd get up and watch it no matter what. I am pretty sure you're going to watch it no matter what. No yeah. matter what. Dallas, when did they play in? 2014. Who did they play? Jacksonville. 
Yeah, Saxonville. That was it's well as we talk <laughs> about Des Bryant, that was a game he went he went he went off. Nice. O F F F off. Off. That's a long flight. They already have the most they travel the most out of any of the teams. And now you're gonna take them and throw them all the way over. Yeah, but usually it follows a bye week or they good. have a bye week after that game. I would sure hope so, because good grief. That is play a London game and then mm, how about come back Thursday and play. Come back, yeah, and then you have a Thursday night game in Seattle. <laughs> good luck with that. So this I picked this story just because there wasn't a ton going on uh, in the rest of my franchise right now. So we're I think they're kind of thought it was keeping Paul quiet. Hollins. So it is mine actually. I own them. <laughs> you wouldn't know, but it's mine. How about that? How about this? So, you know, Oakland's a possibility. That'd be sweet. Seattle also plays Dallas next season as well. Yeah, but I think they want that game. That's going to end up being a primetime game. You think that Sunday night game? Yeah. That's going to end up being primetime because it's in Seattle. I think you and I are going to go to that too, aren't we? I believe we are. We may not make it in the game, <laughs> but we are. Uh, we're going to be there. It's going to be fun. We hope you're all there too. What's next? So there's more playoffs this weekend. Unfortunately, neither of our teams are still not playing. I was kind of hoping that it was like my imagination. They were in the playoffs, and we were just in a bye week. And then we were playing this week. Got a first round bye. But then the schedule came out for this weekend, and I'm like, oh, they're not there. So that's a real bummer. That's a bummer, man. Okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna run through these real quick. We're not experts on any of these teams. We could pretend, but uh, let's start with AFC divisional round. Titans roll up to New England. New England's had a week off. Titans got Mariota. New England has tons of playoff experience. So much. A lot. Yeah. You you have a surprising thought on this that we'll get to in our picks tease. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I can't imagine this game will be that exciting. I just don't. I hate Tom Brady, and I hate the New England Patriots. You had a lot of hate for for I playoff team. I do have Cam a lot Newton. of. I do have a lot of hate. I apologize. That's okay. I have a lot of dislike. <laughs> Is that better? That's better. You telling me you like Tom Brady? I re- I respect Tom Brady. I respect Tom Brady too. I just don't like him. <laughs> I respect him. The dude has well, how many rings? Five. Yeah, that's insane. And so I respect that. He's pushing for six. I just don't. And they have a, a a real good shot at getting that. Yeah. So will the drama up there make this game a little more interesting? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. But no, New England. So New England, they had their bye last week. Tennessee had the big comeback win in Kansas City. That'll be a good game. After that, we have looks Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Ooh, the Saxonville Shaguars. Blake. Bortles versus emptiness, despair, and Bortles. <laughs> Bortles. Um, so Pittsburgh is going to be come, they they want revenge. So we were just watching on the television over there. I had forgotten that good old Ben Roethlisberger. He threw five interceptions in that game. I think Jalen Ramsey had two. That's Ramsey's legit, and that's this game in the on the AFC side. I'm more excited for this game, even though Blake Bortles will be playing in it. I think it's just because there's a new team that made it to the divisional round of the Plus AFC their defense, playoffs. Their Jacksonville's defense is just fun to watch. Yep. So and Pittsburgh, they're they're a really good team this season. A three and a two. This this game that'll be on my radar Sunday for sure. In the NFC side, do we have to talk about this? We know who you want to win. <laughs> Boo hiss. Boo hiss. Falcons are going to go up to Eagles. This game is interesting because you got the Eagles as the number one seed, but. They're using a backup quarterback, and Atlanta comes up there, and, and possibly a third-string quarterback. Yeah, because that happened in the last game, right? Do they would they do that? You think if Foles came out and stunk it up right away? Well, we just saw a national championship game, Alabama, the quarterback who got you there. Uh, you're not playing at too well. We're going to yeah. take you out and put in a freshman, and the guy ended up winning. Who would probably fare better than uh, old Nick Foles? But anyways, yeah, probably. I don't know that they would do that in a playoff game the problem with Foles is he's so inconsistent he has shown that he can be decent i'm not going to say good but he has been decent falcons are actually on the road Mm -hmm. our favorites in this game got the first first game and win out of the way it's nuts that a number one seed is at home obviously 
and not favored. And not favored in the game. So that one too will be very entertaining. And then to cap it all off, Nolens. Nolens. It's going to go to Minnesota. Play the Vikings. We haven't said anything about Case Keenum, which is also kind of crazy. The quarterbacks that are in the playoffs, there's a couple that you're just like, huh? Yeah. Did but they have a good defense? Oh, yeah, they do. But Keenum's had a really good season. Yeah, he has, actually. They're a number two seed. They want to be that team that gets to a Super Bowl that's played in their own stadium. I know you don't want that to happen. No. You want that to be Dallas. Of course. When's the next Super Bowl in Dallas? Never. Probably four years, five years. Never. It's never happening again. It will happen. It will happen before it happens in Seattle, that's for sure. (laughs) So, New Orleans, they were my pick at the beginning of the playoffs to go all the way but this game minnesota could very easily take them down it really depends on does minnesota do the same thing that carolina did in shutting down the run and then if they do that what's their counter then for drew Brees? because like you said earlier if drew Brees is on you can't stop him minnesota does have a much tougher defense than carolina does though oh yeah so we will see tbd tbd did you want to pick the we could do TBD. The TBD versus TBD. I'm going to take um, in the AFC Championship game. Yep. I'll take uh, TBD. I'll I'll take the road TBD. All right. I'm going to be kind of crazy on the AFC side. Uh, you can't. It has to be the home TBD. You agree? TBD. Right. Excellent. We're having a good time, people. All right. We're coming down towards the end here. We've had some good beer. We've had some really good chili. Although that was a bad decision. Next time, remind us, Richard. Don't let us eat, please. Yeah, yeah Richard. Do your job. Yob. Sure would be nice. Or you to, won't have one. Or you won't have one because, you know, producers don't stick around here very often or very long, I should say. Okay. So don't forget. <laughs> don't forget you can listen to us on our website, which is commongroundfootballpodcast.com. But even better because it sounds like what? Buttery smooth. Oh, that's on the Stitcher app. Movie theater buttery smooth. Is there a difference? Yeah. Oh, so that's a free app you can download on your phone, on your iPad. Android. Android. Raspberry Pi. I forget about those Androids. Um, listen to us there. But even more importantly, listen to us, download them, subscribe. Subscribe is the big thing. Tell your grandma. Yeah. Tell everybody you know. We want this to work. We need the help. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share it on Facebook. You can find us if, on Facebook facebook.com slash common ground football podcast we're on the tweeter box at common ground fbp mm-hmm. you can follow andrew on that there tweeter box where you at andrew guzman cgp he does a lot of cowboy tweets brian where are you on twitter i am at wenatchee seattle sports fan w-e-n-s-e-a sports fan what else <laughs> hopefully hopefully we'll be on itunes in the coming weeks once that's done we will announce it and yep. all will be great. And then we'll need your help even more to listen, download, subscribe, share. We will tell you guys when to go and you need to go. And that will hopefully be after episode five. Episode five, that's well known as like the best Star Wars episode. We can't wait to recap that with you next time. So excited. You ready to do some game picks yeah. and end this thing? Let's do some game picks. Let's do some game picks. Duh. Winning. Atlanta, Philly. Go. Ooh. Uh, Atlanta. Philadelphia with Nick Foles has no chance. What do you think? Philly one and done, much like Dallas last year. I said that before, but it just it makes me feel kind of warm inside to know that Philly is going to be one and done. They had the best season they've had in a long time, and they are going to be out of the playoffs. I, I have been waiting all week for you to be able to make that pick <laughs> because I knew what it was going to be, and I, you did exactly what I thought you would do is not just be like, oh, Atlanta's going to win. You went on a little tangent. <laughs> crazy what's next tennessee at new england um new england i i don't see how tennessee wins that game people are crazy if they think that that's possible oh you do this podcast with a crazy person and i'm gonna take tennessee you're taking tennessee oh tennessee's got they have a decent defense they have a stout running game they have a, a very good quarterback obviously not as good as tom brady Will he throw himself another touchdown? No. You don't think so? No. You don't think that's going to be snuck into the playbook? No. <laughs> but I'll take I'll take Tennessee. Wow. All right. What's next? Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. I am going to take Saxonville, believe it or not. I think that despite Blake freaking Bortles playing quarterback, their defense is good enough 
They will stop Pittsburgh, and Bortles will do just enough to win the game. It'll be low scoring, and Pittsburgh's out. You don't think uh, the return of Antonio Brown? No. No? Think he's still not 100%? I don't think he's 100%. Not too worried about it. Um, I'm going to take, yeah, I'll take the Jacksonville defense. Ooh. Yeah. Look at Jacksonville. I just try uh, Pittsburgh. Just no. they're a real, they're a really good team this season. I just think Jacksonville's defense is too good. Yeah. Mm, last game: New Orleans at Minnesota. Aha, Minnesota. This is the toughest one of all four. Minnesota at home. They've had a week off. Keno's having a great year. Their defense is really good. I just have a really hard time picking against New Orleans right now. They're on a roll, and Drew Brees, again, if he's on, you can't stop him. I think Minnesota at home is going to be tough. I think I, I'm going to roll with Minnesota. Wow. I think the, I can totally understand that. Yeah, I, no, I, I, think the, I think the magic for New Orleans comes to an end. I totally understand that pick, and I would not be shocked if they do win. But I'm just, I'll, I'll go with New Orleans. So Bold predictions. All right, so I want you to come up with... One bold prediction that's going to happen in this weekend's games. Go. Bold prediction. Let's go with, since since I picked the shocker, Tennessee, New England, I'm going to say Derrick Henry has three touchdowns against New England. Okay. That's One, two, and three. three. That's pretty bold. Pretty bold. Mine is going to be one step bolder. Oh. We're going nacho bold. Blake? Emptiness and despair, Bortles. You like how I did that? <laughs> yeah. Spun that in? Yeah. Blake, emptiness and despair, Bortles. He will actually throw, count them, four touchdowns. Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles will throw for four touchdowns in Jacksonville's win in Pittsburgh. Four. Four. Count them. That's bold. That's very bold. But it'll happen. I had a good time. As always, as always, never again are we eating chili. No, it's a very bad idea to eat. That might actually cost Richard his job. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, everybody. And um, we'll catch you next time. Go Hawks. Go Cowboys. (laughs) 